New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. New on CuriosityStream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Keanu McDavid and Drysdale are going to play 2025. They're really spreading out the ice time for the Calgary team. Yeah. Kadri's over 20. Cy Young Bennett. His man sucks. Whenever and wherever you're watching or listening, this is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, aka Slim Cliffy. And joining me for the next hour to talk about just how great Jason Robertson, Jason Robertson is our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Two hat tricks this weekend on an island game yesterday. I've been, you know. Barking about Robertson all season. Maybe he's to get some recognition finally. I don't know. He's the man. Um, Stars, on the other hand, not a great team, but he's the man. Yeah, I I was just doing a little bit of writing earlier today uh, for season-long fantasy hockey. He's top 10 in the league amongst all forwards over the last two-year war per 60 minutes. Like, <laughs> like all forwards, not just rookie or second-year players or, you know, guys under 25 or anything like that. Like, all forwards. He's definitely uh, – come out and being great over his first hundred plus uh, games of his career. Yeah. Back-to-back hat tricks, not a bad job uh, by him. Uh, should talk about some winners we had over the weekend. Cause uh, I saw some people definitely had uh, some very good nights. I saw, uh, I believe Saturday night, El Tangle took first in the 333, I believe uh, if I'm not mistaken. And Chris Nagus uh, took down second in the $12 uh, single entry. And then I saw Rishi take down first place uh, in the Yahoo for a $350 uh, first prize over on Yahoo. So congrats. Beat our, beat our slap dick boss, Jake Harry. <laughs> yeah. Always, always like seeing uh, Tommy nation one down in second place with an awesome subscriber uh, just above him. So Rishi Nagus and El Tangle, congrats to you guys. I believe El Tangle, um, one of the uh, subscribers that is going to be uh, heading to Nashville this weekend for the Fantasy Hockey World Championship, along with a bunch of others here at Osmo, including our boss, Jake Harry. Um, 
I had a pretty decent night on on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Calgary late night hammer. Calgary won. Uh, really came through for me. Um, I think they were in on all four goals. Some of the guys were in on all four goals, or at least three of the four. So, uh, I, actually, I I was in second when I went to bed after the game finished, and then I saw uh, some sort of stat correction move move me down to third in the four dollar twenty max. I mean that those things happen. Whatever. Uh, still went about ten x that night. So we'll take that. Uh, how'd you do over the weekend? I, I did not do well yesterday. Um, I bageled yesterday, had a good Saturday night, Saturday night. How'd you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't catch, uh, cash NHL on Saturday night. I cashed MMA, cash NASCAR yesterday, had a good night in hockey last night. I swapped it like weight swapped in Max Pacioretty because there was no news about it. And then they're like, oh, he's back. By the way, he's back. And he was like 5%, which was nice. But Shea Theodore didn't do anything for me. I still went 3x. So we take those nights. We move on. Tonight is quite a mess. Like you, on DraftKings, you could literally do everything. Pricing is absurd tonight. Yeah, let's talk about that before, you know, we get into all these games. Because obviously we're going to talk about pricing and ownership, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do that every slate for every game anyways. But tonight is a little bit different because... As uh, people noticed in our Discord, as they were checking uh, their pricing today over on DraftKings, you know, as they were starting to do um, their own prep work, people were wondering about the pricing that we are, we are seeing today because we are seeing some absolutely ridiculous uh, pricing over on DraftKings. Uh, both Johnny Godreau and Matthew Kachuk uh, from Calgary Top Line uh, under 6K uh, over on DraftKings. Um, you see uh, the two wingers from the Edmonton Oilers uh, that will be used on the top power play, Kane and Hyman, in the low fives. Uh, if you look over at Boston, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, uh, a combined 12500 on DraftKings today. We've seen those guys at 8K plus at times. So, you know, at least for Marchand, there could be something approaching $2,000 in savings off his price. Um you know, Toronto too, we talked about uh, how up and down, let's say that line has been this year, but again, uh, they're coming in very reasonably owned. John Tavares is $5,700 today on DraftKings. I don't remember the last time seeing him that cheap. It's probably, it was probably back when he was with the Islanders at some point. Um, there are a lot of top end players and top end lines that are priced down today on DraftKings. That's probably going to drive the ownership to these to those various obvious spots. So, how are you handling this, Josh? Because, you know, I'm just looking at our at our top stacks tool um, that shows leverage and top stacks or ownership, top stack percentage, and that'll give us our leverage. The places that you think are coming in over leveraged are, you know, the places that are definitely priced down: Calgary, Boston, Toronto. How are you going to handle that? Because it's not as if like these are teams in bad situations or anything like that, right? Boston's at home to a Kings team. They just obliterated last week. Uh, Toronto's on the road uh, with a huge total going into Columbus. Calgary's at home against uh, a dinged up Edmonton team and they have uh, the third highest total on the slate. So it's not like these are bad teams in bad spots. These are good teams in good spots. Like, what are you... What do you make of this pricing? What do you make of the ownership? Like, how do you think, how do, how should people approach this slate here tonight? Well, pricing is just ridiculous. I mean, 16.9 for Calgary one. Come on, get out of here with that crap. 15.8 for Boston. Like, 
the most expensive line in the night is Toronto one, 21.5, which is reasonable price for them. But you can fit them with almost anything. Like the most expensive line after that is Colorado one at 18.8. So like if you don't play Toronto one tonight, you can literally stack together anything you want. So what do you do with ownership? I think for me as a single entry player, I don't care. Like ownership isn't a thing for me. I'm going to play my guys. I don't build my lineup in single entry to be unique in the $15 or 150 max. If I happen to be duped in that, so be it. I don't build, like as, as weird as it sounds, I don't build my lineup to win the 15. I build to win single entries. So if I happen to hit the nuts and I win the, the 15 and I'm duped, so be it. So for me, I play my guys. I put like as simple as it sounds, I play my best place. The only time I concern myself as ownership is if I build like a straightforward 4-3-1. I tend never, almost never build that way. I'll play 3-3-2s, I'll power play stack. So like for single entry, you just play your guys. You know what I mean? If, if it comes together too easy, then, you know, maybe, you know, I might be duped in single entry, so be it. You know what I mean? For someone like Jake who plays 150, I think, you know, he likes to be unique on big slates anyway. Tonight, I think he'll make some rules, like he'll mix in some power play stacks, he'll probably mix in some 3-2-1 builds, this and that. He'll probably crank up the uniqueness on Fantasy Cruncher a little bit, you know what I mean? So, like, he'll try to, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm putting words in his mouth. Like, like I think he's going to find ways to get unique tonight. I think he's probably going to avoid 4-3-1. Like, if I was building 150, I would try to avoid, you know, straightforward 4-3-1s. Maybe I'll go, like, you know, four, you know, full stack with the defenseman, three with two guys and the power play defenseman and then one off the forward instead of going conventional, you know, two lines with the defenseman and then the one off defenseman. Like there's ways to get different. I don't think you have to like lose your mind with ownership going, oh, you know, I'm going to, oh, I, I don't want to play my favorite guy because he's going to be this owned. So I'm going to switch this guy. It doesn't have the, like, don't get in your head with that, with that stuff. You know what I mean? Build your your lineup the way you want. And if it comes together too easy, then just know it's not going to be sneaky and it might be duped. But, like, so what? Would you rather win and tie for first with two other people or, like, you know, go galaxy brain and make a stupid ownership decision and not cash? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather win money with two people than lose money because of an ownership decision I made. Yeah, I... <laughs> Ownership, I think, can very much be overblown. We always talk about it because of our, our top stacks tool and because of the leverage and because it can lead you to good spots. Like, I'll, you know, just Saturday night, for example, I thought Calgary 1 was coming in very much under own. So I went heavy uh, on Calgary 1 and it definitely paid off. Um, now, you know, you can do that tonight with a line like, you know, the Buffalo top line or the Florida top line or something like that. I, I think there are definite reasons to 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 kind of fade the chalk but here's the thing is that it's not as if like let's use calgary's top line for example we'll talk about them a little bit later but calgary's top line coming in about 23 we have them at 23 uh percent top stack about 26 percent ownership like that's honestly fine uh, i think that's fine for a six for a five game slate considering where they're priced like you said even if you're using Calgary one plus Anderson, which I'm sure a lot of people are, 
there are ways to get different with the rest of your lineup. You know, you can go ahead and use a 5% uh, Florida top line, or you can go ahead and use, um, you know, uh, a lower owned like Calgary or um, a lower owned Colorado two line or something like that. Or maybe you can uh, dip into a little bit of Columbus because, you know, not, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be on the Columbus top line here tonight going into that Austin Matthews matchup. It's not to say you can't play a 25% line. They're obviously in a great spot. They're a great line with a great price. There are lots of reasons to play them. Uh, what I will say, like you said, I, I, I know like you getting duped is not uh, as big as, as big as a deal. It really isn't. I just try to avoid it uh, for me personally. Like I, I typically make a lot of three, two, one lineups and, and stuff like that. Um, but I think there, you know, even if you play a 25% line, you still have five, six other roster spots to get different. I don't think it's a huge concern. Like you said, if you like Calgary one tonight, you like their spot, you play them. And then you figure out the rest of your lineup, uh, to, you know, to get a bit different, to make sure you're not just slamming chalk on chalk on chalk on chalk. So I think that's just kind of the way I would handle it. That's the way I am handling it tonight is like, I do like Calgary one. I do like some spots. We'll talk about those as we go along. Um, I just think, I just think ownership can is both a good and bad thing. Like it can get overblown, but at the same time, I think there are times when a line will just get completely overlooked. And those are the nights where, you know, if you're 20 maxing and you see a line that's coming in at 4%, that should be coming in at like 10 or 12%, maybe that's a night where you put it in 25% of that line or something like that. And if they can smash, then you'll smash along with them. That's kind of the way um, I treat ownership. We'll talk about that uh, as we go along uh, through the rest of this show. Uh, without going too much further, we are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season. They've been uh, very good sponsors uh, to us. And we, in turn, uh, have a little deal through Yahoo that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show for first time Yahoo users, some free money if you haven't played DFS over on Yahoo just yet. Uh, and if you guys could in the chat, please throw us uh, the thumbs up, uh, click that like button. It will really help us out a lot. Click the subscribe button. Those subscriptions help us out even more. Uh, they keep these shows coming on a regular basis, whether it be NHL, NBA, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, um, eventually MLB, hopefully. Uh, lots of stuff here. Uh, just click that subscribe button. Help, uh, help keep these shows coming on a regular basis. Make sure you click that bell get the notifications whenever we do go live. Uh, free premium tools and data. We have some up on the site today as we normally do. We have our NBA player projections and our NHL main slate ownership projections both up on the site for anybody playing NBA or NHL tonight. We also have a little giveaway through our podcast. So if you just head on over to the Osmo podcast channel and leave a five-star review uh, with your Twitter handle, or Osmo username, you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. And finally, uh, just want to mention our NBA prop show, Locks Before Lock. We added it a couple weeks ago, uh, every weekday before the NBA Deeper Dive, uh, 30 minutes before. Our Locks Before Lock show is a uh, betting prop show. Uh, so head on over to the Odd Shopper YouTube channel for anybody that's interested in some NBA prop betting and check out Locks Before Lock, 30 minutes every day before the deeper dive. All right, let's get to these games, Josh. Um, this first one, Los Angeles, 2.4 implied goal total. They're going into Boston. The Bruins have a three and a half implied goal total. This is kind of a curious game for me because I think 
there would if this game happened two weeks ago in Boston, I would say there's absolutely stuff I would want to play on both sides here. But here's the problem is Los Angeles moved Jared Anderson Dolan to the top line and moved Alex Iafalo down to the third line. And Jared Anderson Dolan is not a top line winger, definitely not a top line winger on, on a playoff team going into Boston to face Bergeron or Marchand. On top of that, Victor Arvidsson was hurt yesterday in Los Angeles's game, left after about 11 minutes of ice time, did not return. And because they have no morning skate today, um, we don't have further information right now on Victor Arvidsson about his availability here tonight. So theoretically, Jared Anderson Dolan on the top line, Dustin Brown taking uh, Victor Arvidsson's spot on the second line, that those look like weak lines to me definitely not the lines that we would would have played a week or so ago it's just you know boston has looked a little bit leaky at times i don't know is there anything on the los angeles side that excites you here what do you think about this game when i i went and pulled up while you were talking about our awesome sponsor yahoo i went and pulled up uh on that stat trick jared anderson dolan adrian kempe and andre kopitar's numbers in the past two games now they're on the road but they were, they were playing at Columbus and at Buffalo. Now it's a two-game sample. But those teams are not very good. 50% Corsi for controlling 56% of the scoring chances and expected goals for of under one in those two games. And now they're getting Boston one, who just been running over everybody. Running over everybody. So... Yeah, they're going to be chalky, whatever. You know, Bergeron and Marchand, probably 20%. DeBrusque, probably going to be lower on. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, that Kings line, at best, is break-even in the past two games against two bad teams. I'm very interested in Buffalo one – or, excuse me, Boston one tonight. There is some concerns with, with Boston, right? Marchand and Bergeron have only been playing, like, 17 minutes a night. But I think that's kind of baked into the price. We've seen them in the 8Ks at times – when they've been playing 19, 20 minutes, this is a very good matchup. So for 6,117 minutes, I think it's fine. Same thing with Pasternak. Like he's 6,400, but his minutes have been down as well. Like they're just spacing out these minutes. Like Boston already made the playoffs. It's just a matter of where they're going to play in the playoffs, this and that. So like, yeah, I doubt you're going to see these guys consistently playing 19 to 22 minutes a night. They'll probably be 17, 18 at the high end, but in 18 minutes at that price against that line, I think they can, you know, get there easily. So I'm, I'm in on, on Boston one. You want to go to Boston two. That's fine. Like Arvidsson, if he's out is a huge, huge loss. He's the straw that stirs the drink in that line. You know, Dino is a very good two-way player, but like Dustin Brown at this stage in his career is a massive drop off from Victor Arvidsson. So I'm fine with Boston too, but for me, this is a Boston one game. Uh, unless, you know, we get word that Arvidsson's in, I'm probably going to be out on the Kings tonight. Yeah. I could see myself playing some, like you said, some Los Angeles too, if Victor Arvidsson is in. Like, um, they're de- you know, we talked about it, I think, on uh, Friday's show, that their defensive numbers have slipped a little bit. They're up to about 28 scoring chances against per 60 minutes at five on five, but their offensive numbers are still outstanding. It's just, 
the if the three-man unit needs to be together for that to persist like like you said Dustin Brown you know there's a reason why even he hasn't been playing on the top line in Los Angeles this year when he's been you know a top line staple for them forever it's because he can't play in the top six anymore the only reason he's there is because you know they're kind of running out of options um so yeah if Arvidsson somehow is in it would kind of change my outlook a little bit because, you know, Boston's second line is good, but they're not like, you know, one of the best lines in the league. 55% of the scoring chance share is good, but, you know, even that's nowhere, you know, I'd say pretty good, but even that's nowhere near uh, what Los Angeles too can do. So uh, if we get some news that Arvidsson is going to be in, I wouldn't have no problem playing Los Angeles too here tonight. Other than that, um, if he's out, if they don't change the top line or something like that, I'm, I'm just out on uh, Los Angeles forwards, at least in single entry for me here tonight. It, um, this is a Boston game for me. Uh, the problem, you know, I shouldn't say problem. There is going to be a fair bit of ownership here, but it's not extreme, right? Like we have to remember, this is only a five game slate. The, the, you're going to get high ownership on just about every top line on a five game slate, right? There are only so many top lines to go around. So, you know, 18% on that Boston one line when, you know, they're generating 39 scoring chances uh, per 60 minutes, which is just insane. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have no problem going to that Boston top line, even going into Los Angeles 1. Like, Los Angeles 1 are one of those lines where they need all three need to skate together for them to have to really maximize their value. Like you take one winger off that line and it does make him a lot weaker. Uh, even if you put Jared Anderson Dolan there, who's not terrible, but he's like I said, he's not a top line winger. So I love Boston one uh, going into that matchup. Um, Los Angeles is top line without I follow or Victor Arvidsson on the right wing, 52% of the scoring chances. That's it's fine. But, you know, it's definitely not what Boston can do. So Boston one, Boston two, if if uh, Arvidsson is out, if not, I don't mind playing some Los Angeles two, maybe in your 20 max or 150s, uh, certainly. Uh, I would play a little bit of, Bo of Boston three here tonight, uh, depending on what happens with lineups, because, you know, Dustin Brown could end up on the second line and they've had have, have some wingers hurt. Craig Smith is just shooting the heck out of the puck like he's at like 23 shot attempts per 60 minutes over his last last like five weeks or something like that like that's high and if the team is going to start taking minutes away from the top line those minutes have to go somewhere um second third fourth lines typically so uh yeah don't mind like a two-man of like coil and smith uh if you want to fit in like a super expensive edmonton power play stack or something like that 
uh, but otherwise Boston won. On the blue line, uh, on the Kings side, I think the only guy I might look at is Olimata, Min Price, uh, for some shot blocks. Like Sean Dersey, um, you know, you and I both like him, but he's down to like 16, 17 minutes a night of, of late and, you know, 16 minutes on the road against Boston. It's not going to do it. I'd rather just go to Mata for a uh, super min price. Um, McAvoy, very reasonably priced at 4,800 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, I don't mind him over on FanDuel either. Uh, either site for me today. Uh, like some McAvoy. What do you think? And Grizzlick is a game time decision. I believe if he's out and like Derek Forbert moves up something like that, Min price is fine there, but McAvoy is so cheap on DK. If you're playing Boston one, you should uh, think about correlating there. Yeah, I uh, agree with that completely. And in fact, I'm just looking at um, his uh, FanDuel value. We have him as the uh, best value over on FanDuel for any defenseman under $6,000 here tonight. So yeah, either site, fine for Charlie McAvoy. All right, Florida, 4.0 implied goal total. Going into Buffalo, the Sabres have a 2.6 implied goal total. This is the game. This is the game I'm most interested in. We talked about ownership earlier. There's absolutely no ownership coming in on the Florida top line. I mean, not almost no ownership, under 5%, um, under 10% on the second line as well. This is a team with a four total going up against a bottom three, bottom five defensive team in the league. The reason that they don't have much high ownership, at least over on DK, obviously is because of all the misprices that we talked about earlier between Boston and Calgary and Toronto and all that. So Florida is an elite offensive team with a four total and some pretty reasonable ownership. On the flip side, uh, Buffalo won also coming in with very reasonable ownership uh, for their top line and their prices have come down a little bit as well. So I think there's a lot to play on both sides here. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, and it's Spencer Knight, not Bobrovsky. Like, long-term, I do really like Spencer Knight. Short-term, he's been really bad. Like, there's a reason why they, Bobrovsky's been, like, the bulk starter, even when he's not playing super well. Yeah, I mean, like, on top of that, like, Florida's pretty high event anyway. So, like, I don't know. I think on the Florida side, uh I'm power, I would power price stack, like just lock in Barkov and go Barkov, Huberto, Duclair. I don't really like going like across three even strength lines, but I, I, I even don't mind Barkov, Huberto, Reinhardt's like Reinhardt's been really, really good on the power play this season. So it's not like he's on a bad five on five line either. Like that third line is pretty good. So, and they're going to get depth of Buffalo, which is <laughs> bad. So like, I think you can mix and match some power play here. If you want to just like straight out, flat out stack the second line, I think that's fine as well. I just like Sam Bennett's minutes are a concern, especially when he's getting up to 6,400. Like when he was like 5,000 last week and he's playing like 15, 16 minutes, that's fine. But I don't know if I want to pay 6,400 for power play two for 14, 15, even strength minutes. Like I, I just don't know. I'd rather just play with the pricing as soft as it is. I'd rather just play them, you know, Huberto and Duclair with Barkov and just call it a day. On the Buffalo side, I, I do like the Buffalo top line. Like, as long as Tuck is in, he took a nasty spill into the into the net. But he was on the he was on the ice for Morning Skate. He should be in tonight. It's a two point six total, which like for the Sabers is pretty good. Like I just, you know, like 
the Spencer Knight factor, how much do you factor that in? Like, I don't know, because like goalies just go through it some of these times, like they struggle and then all of a sudden it just like the light goes on and they're unstoppable. So like, I don't put much stock into it, but like the Buffalo top line has been for Buffalo, very good off. Like their defensive numbers aren't great, but offensively they're still creating a bunch of chances. So I'm in on Buffalo one. I think they're a nice contrarian stack tonight with all the cheaper top, you know, lines and bigger totals. So I think getting in some Buffalo one definitely makes some sense tonight. You want to go to Buffalo too, like Cousins, Ocposo, like they've been very good for a few weeks now. So I'm fine with them as well. Yeah, I I do think there is a there is stuff to like up and down both lineups on both sides. I do like the Buffalo top line here tonight. Um, 31 scoring chances per 60 minutes over the last 100 minutes together, controlling 55% of the scoring chances. Like that's, it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's not super elite, but it's pretty good. And, you know, 2.6 total at home, like you said, going up against Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight has a save percentage under 900 so far this season. You know, it's only 18 games. Um, but it, this, you know, he's still just a 20-year-old goalie. Like there's not, it's not often a, a goalie can step in the league at 19, 20 years old and just be, good um you know it takes some time um so i do like buffalo one here today going up against that florida top line the florida top line has doesn't really have a sample together um but barkoff and verhage have typically been very good together marchman was has been very good on the third line so it's not like they're going to be bad or anything like that i do think it could be a tough matchup uh, for uh, a tough-ish matchup for Buffalo one going into that Florida top line. But again, like you mentioned with Spencer Knight uh, in net, it kind of changes uh, the equation a little bit. Uh, as far as the Florida side, I kind of agree uh, with the Florida power play stack, mainly because I don't really want to stack the even strength lines uh I don't want to stack the top line. Uh, let's just say that I don't, I want to get a piece, some pieces of their power play, but I also want to get Alexander Barkov here tonight because I do think that top line for Florida is coming in very much under owned. And I think getting at least Barkov with some of the power play guys makes a lot of sense for that, you know, for this particular matchup. So uh, yeah, Florida power play, Florida one, uh, even Florida two, uh, you know, they are fairly high event. Um, but they still control 55% of the scoring chances. So um, they should be able to get uh, some run of the play. Uh, down to the third lines, I don't think we have to go that deep on the Buffalo side. They're not awful, but honestly, if I'm just going to go down to a third line, then I'm probably going to just go down to the Florida third line. And I wonder if just not full stacking them wouldn't be the way to go, because I think you might get some people leaving off Frank Petrano, given that, you know, Lundell's the center, Reinhardt's on the power play, but Toronto's kind of a third wheel. I think that might be a good way to stack them if you're worried about them coming in with reasonable ownership. So I do like Florida top to bottom here uh, in this game, but it's going to be their power play guys that I'm going to be focusing on in particular uh, Buffalo one as well. Uh, Buffalo two, you know, two man cousins, Oposo, uh Poso middle stats something like that um I think it's just fine as well they've also been playing a little bit a little bit more 17 18 minutes of late um definitely perfectly fine for a second line on the blue line um there's just not a lot that I like from Buffalo other than Dolan like I might have to, the way I'm building tonight I might have to end up with a punt so um you know Pissick already always 
uh, grades out reasonably well for us as a, as a punt from Buffalo. But I think, you know, if he can get up to Dolan, uh, go up and pay for him. Mackenzie Wegar at 5K, I think, is a very reasonable price uh, for him on the road. Uh, but those other guys like Montour and Forsling and all that starting to get expensive. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, if you're going to do power play stuff, you can get in Ekblad. I think you do it. If not, Weger is fine. I think from the punt side, it would probably just be Ratko Goodass at 2,800. Like, yeah, Forsling's nice and he plays minutes, but 3,700, I'd rather save the 900 if you need it and just go down to his partner, Radko at Osmo.com. We love a good ass. Yeah, I agree with that uh, completely. All right. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for 29 95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to any of these packages at checkout, but it is not included in the base package. It is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal for anyone looking to multi-enter contests. So stop guessing and start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. All right, let's get to this. Here we go. Our favorite game on the slate. Uh, Toronto 4.0 implied goal total going into Columbus. The Jackets have a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, we talked about uh, how some of the prices for Toronto are very reasonable. Now, obviously, Austin Matthews is still incredibly expensive at 9200 uh, over on DraftKings. But John Tavares, his price has come down. I saw our chat say that his price is actually just where it should be. And I honestly can't really disagree with that. Um, Mitch Marner, his price has come down from the last game. Uh, Michael Bunting, his price has come down from their last game. Nick Robertson slated to start on the second line with Toronto. In our last show on Saturday, I talked about how coaches have binkies and how coaches go back to favorite players, even though, you know, there's no reason to go back to them. Guess what Toronto did uh, in, in Saturday night's game? Alex Kerfoot went right back to the second line during the third period. Now, he, always, he only stayed there for a few shifts or something like that. But man, alive, like that's the problem with playing Nick Robertson to, like on any given night is that he doesn't have the trust of the coach for whatever reason Alex Kerfoot does. And if Robertson has like two bad shifts in a row, he's on the bench and Kerfoot is going to be back in his spot. Like that's just the way it is. So that's my kind of issue with stacking a super cheap Toronto two here tonight, but man, it's a four total in a great spot. What do you think about this game? I wonder if anyone showed Sheldon Keefe, the Toronto two numbers against Vancouver that night, like they, they gave up six goals, but Toronto two was not on the ice for any of them. And they scored. You know, they had a 58% Corsi. They had, there was 10 shots, 9-4, one against in that game. Like, show them the numbers. Like, you put her foot and the numbers just like, wee, they tumble down the hill. So, like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, Toronto 2 is going to be very chalky. Like, they are, like, free for Toronto 2. And, you know, it's Columbus who have been, you know, awful defensively. Their saving grace is, you know, their goaltending has been absolutely bonkers recently. Like, Barube's gone nuts. Like, Merzlikens, I really like as a goalie. Um, thing is, like, uh, tonight, like, Matthews, Marner, Bunting on DraftKings. Only line over 
20K and you'd think it would lower their ownership. And maybe it has because 25% Matthews on a five game slate is gen- it seems lower than it normally is. Like, yeah, maybe he'll end up 35% or something like that. But if you full stack Toronto one tonight, I think you'll get them around 20% because people are just going to leave bunting off tonight, I think. Um, you know, Marner's prices come down 700, 7,500, whatever. Like, that's that's a price where you can just stack them with Matthews, put them with, you know, 5,600 Nylander and call it a day. Now, you know, that, that line A line is an abomination. Like, yeah, they suck defensively, but they always seem to get there. So, like, it is what it is. Like, line A is just going to break analytics. He's one of those players that, like, you're going to have to ignore sometimes when you're looking at analytics because he is one of the best shooters in the NHL. He just, you know, his defensive numbers are awful. So it, it's just like the possession numbers for Columbus are going to be terrible. It's just it's just what it's going to be. And, like, again, I just don't know if I want to get to hop on the line A train while he's shooting 30-something percent over the last six weeks. Like, he's going to have some negative regression. If you want to play Columbus one tonight, by all means, do it. Like, I think it's a, it's a nice way to get contrarian. Same with Buffalo one. Like, it is a – the Jackets have a 2.9 total. That's nothing to shy away from, especially with the Leafs. Like, Jack Campbell, there's a reason he's not starting. He's been terrible. Peter Morazic has not been much better, let's be honest. And their blue line isn't very good. So, while, like, yeah, the Leafs could put up six goals in this game easily, I wouldn't even bat my eyes if they did. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they gave up for it. So, if you want to go to Columbus 1, I think that's fine. You want to go to Columbus 2, I think that's also fine. Like Bjorkstrand, 4,100 top power play tonight is very cheap. Warcheck also on that line, top power play, 3,500. Roslovic, 2,900. Like that line is 10,500 to full stack. Like Toronto too, yeah, they're better with Robertson. But like you said, good chance we see Kerfoot back there at some point. And the numbers with Kerfoot are just awful. So I think, you know, going to Columbus top six, especially in MME, is a nice way to get it a little bit different because a lot of people are just going to force in, you know, the Calgary's and the, and the, the cheaper Toronto twos and this and that, like not many people are going to go to go to Buffalo. Not many people are going to Columbus. So I think, you know, we talked about ownership and single entry. We didn't really touch on an MME. I think, you know, getting to some of these lower owned lines in Columbus makes some sense in MME on the Toronto side. Like I'm fine with full stacking Toronto one, you want to leave off bunting. I think that's fine. But if you're going to leave off bunting, you should at least add in Riley or add in Tavares or add in Nylander just to get a little bit different. Um, you know what I mean? Like just to get the extra power play correlation. Uh, I, I think also full, like just full stacking line, that line is fine. Uh, you know, they are getting that general line eight matchup and yeah, their defensive numbers are bad and they are bad defensively. So I think top six of Toronto is fine. I just go to Toronto one. I just do not like that ownership. Like we talk about like ownership doesn't matter. It matters if you, it matters if you're playing an over owns like, an overall line that you just don't really like. And I, I'm not a huge fan of that second line just because, like people have said, Tavares has not been great. And their minutes aren't great. And Robertson may not be there. There's factors where I don't want to play a 20-plus Toronto 2. So I'd rather just go to Toronto 1. I think if I were to play some guys from Toronto 2, like Nylander and Tavares, I would just make it a power play stack. Um, that's yeah. kind of the way that I like, I don't, I can't see myself just three man stacking that Toronto second line. So I agree with you one, like way over own two, not a great line. Um, you know, we talked about, 
here are the numbers with and without Kerfoot. 62% of the scoring chances when they don't have them, 52% when they do have them. Like it's, they go from a super elite line to just above average. It's crazy how much he's hurting that line. But again, not sure Nick Robertson's going to last more than a period there. So I think if I'm going to use Tavares, it's stacking him with Matthews and Marner or, you know, with uh, Matthews and Riley or something like that. So, um, I would probably just go uh, Toronto. Power. If I'm using uh, Nylander and Tavares, it's in a power play stack. I'm not stacking that second line. Uh, I just like the top line a lot better. Uh, great leverage, great line. Um, you talked about how bad the Columbus top line is defensively. That's going to be the matchup for Toronto one uh, here in this game. And Columbus's top line is controlling 35% of the scoring chances in their last hundred minutes together, which I didn't think was possible for a top line on any team. But I can't believe Toronto's going to get that matchup here tonight. So I do like Toronto one quite a bit uh, in this matchup, especially if people are going to fade them to go uh, play some uh, way chalkier spots. Uh, yeah, Toronto one, if you want Toronto power play, that's fine. Uh, on the Columbus side, I agree with you. I would stay away from the top line here tonight. It is going to that second line that I like. You know, Voracek and Bjorkstrand have typically looked at least from fine to good somewhere this year. So I uh, don't mind them going to that Toronto second line, especially if Kerfoot finds his way back there at some point. Uh, on the blue line, uh, Jake Bean looks like he's going to be back in the lineup tonight for Columbus. That might take a little bit of ice time away from Morensky, who had been above 30 in each of his last two games. Now, both overtime games, but still, you know, he would have been around 26 or 27 anyway. Gavrikov and Peak is still fairly expensive. Uh, Lilligren on the top pair, 2,600, is the guy that really sticks out to me in this game. What do you think for defensemen? Yeah, just real quick, I, I feel like this is a good time just to, since we're, like, just destroying the Leafs. The Leafs traded for Jared McCann so they could expose him to keep Alex Kerfoot. Just think about that. Thank you for bringing that up, because I completely, yeah. I forgot about that. I, keep, I always think it was, like, Justin Hall, but no, it was Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> oh, man, I love that team. Uh, yeah, nobody else really sticks out. I mean... Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maybe Wierenski, like he's been on a nice little tear here. Uh, still a 2.9 total, but. Yeah, the, there's not many spend up options for defensemen tonight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think Wierenski is interesting because he's cheaper than, than um, Ekblad. You know, he's, he's fairly cheap compared to like the other top end guys. So yeah, I think he makes some sense. 
like Gavrikov and Peak in the high threes. Like I wish they were a bit cheaper. They're fine. I prefer when they're in the low threes because you need a little bit more than the shot uh, block bonus to get there. On the Leaf side, I'm fine with Logren as long as he's still in that top pair. Uh, that's really about it outside of correlating Riley. Yep, I agree. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which can get you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $2,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself, to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, we got another pretty important game coming up. We have the Colorado Avalanche with a three and a half implied gold total. They're going into New York to face the Islanders. The Islanders have a two and a half implied gold total. Uh, still no Matt Barzal for the Islanders. They were hoping they he'd be back for tonight, but he's not. So the top line is going to be what had been their old second line of Anthony Beauvillier, Brock Nelson, and Josh Bailey. Uh, second line looks to be uh, Kiefer Bellows, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and Kyle Palmieri. Uh, on the Colorado side, Valerie Nachushkin came back over the weekend, but they're leaving Gabriel Landeskog on that line, it looks like, with uh, Andre Burakovsky on the top line. So that kind of gives them two even-ish lines, I would say. Um, also moves uh, Alex Newhook, where he should be, back down on the third line. All right, um, Devin Taves, uh, he just put up a three-point game against the Islanders last week i believe uh now he goes back into new york uh to face the islanders obviously we're going to talk about defensemen in a little bit but three and a half total for colorado on the road that's not nothing what do you like here josh yeah i'm wondering how they're gonna match because man zach parisi third line center i think you're gonna see pajo and palmieri uh be the shutdown line here tonight or at least you know take a fair bit of the top line matchups, if not, you know, be the strict shutdown line. Yeah. And I mean, they don't have great, I mean, they, they're okay defensively, but you know, not like an okay line. It's not going to shut down McKinnon, Ranton, and Burakovsky. Like they keep on rolling with Burakovsky up there. Like they have, they're closing in on a 150 minute sample, you know, 60% Corsi for almost three expected goals, four per 60. Like that line's just rolling. That second line with, Landis Kadri Nishushkin, like 40-minute sample. It's a small sample. Almost four goals, four per 60. Like, that line is just cruising as well. I like both of the top six lines here for Colorado. It kind of depends how you want to build. Like, if you're going mid-range, I think you can go Colorado 2 here. You're looking for more expensive. Colorado 1 is the most expensive line on DK outside of Toronto 1, but it's only 18.8, which isn't cost prohibitive. Like, it's not going to clamp you down at all. So, I'm fine with either of them. Um, you know, there's not a matchup that really scares me. Like if Colorado two gets Pavilion, Nelson Bailey, like fine, they've been awful this year. So like, whatever, if for some reason, like either of the top six lines get Lee Parisi Wallstrom, like 
they're just going to absolutely just run them over. So I, I do really like Colorado tonight. That second line, like both of these lines are coming in fairly low owned just because, I don't know, it's a lower-ish total than the somewhat row teams, 3.5. I don't know why. Like, I'm fine with the top line ownership at 13%. That second line is coming in around 7%. I think, like, depending what I want to do, like, if I was going to play, like, super chalk Calgary tonight, I would maybe go Colorado too here. But, like, I haven't built my lineup yet. I have I, – I was messing around with some builds. Like, you could literally fit anything. But, like – I, I generally do like Colorado too tonight. They've been very good. It does feel bad leaving off like McKinnon and Rantman. But the thing is, like, like we talked about, the Islanders don't take penalties. So you don't need the power play correlation here tonight. You can, you're fine just five on five stacking. So, you know, Valerie Nishushkin at 3,400 seems underpriced for what he does. So I, I think Colorado too is actually my favorite line on, on the abs. On the Islanders side, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, this is not a good matchup for them. They're missing, you know, Barzell, who, you know, if I didn't know what the injury was, I'd probably think he was out with a back injury from carrying the team. But, like, it, it, like without him, their offense takes a massive hit. Like, he's easily their best playmaker. Without him, like, who's creating for them? So I'm probably out on that. Um. Assuming that uh, Pajot and Palmieri go out against the top line, which I think they will, they're not a terrible line. They don't have a big sample, 48% of the shot share, 55% of the scoring chances. That's fine. I think, you know, Colorado one can definitely get there. But that Islanders top line, Beauvillier, Nelson, and Bailey, like we've talked about it quite often on the show over the course of the seat, or over at least the last month or so, Josh Bailey has just had an atrocious season for the New York Islanders. If you go look at any line he's played with, he's dragged down their numbers. Every single line he's played with has been considerably better without him than with him. And if Beauvillier, Nelson, and Bailey are going to go out against that Colorado second line of Kadri, Landeskogin, and Chushkin, then yeah, I agree with you. I do like that Colorado second line here in this game. Uh, Colorado one, just fine to use. They're coming in with uh, great leverage. I think they're one of the better lines on the slate. You know, Semyon Varlamov is in net uh, for the Islanders, not Sorokin. So, you know, assuming there's no revenge narrative there or something, Sorokin, I believe, is the better goalie at this point. So it's an advantage for Colorado. Uh, yeah, I do like uh, – I agree with you on Colorado too. A nice little filler here. More, more on the expensive side of a filler. But, again, with the pricing here tonight, it doesn't really matter. Um, Colorado won. I really do uh, like a fair bit here as well. Um, I think – I would probably build around Colorado one uh, a little bit more, but uh, either of the lines I think are just fine here. Um, the reason for that is Colorado one has really looked great in their sample together, 40 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Like it's not as if Burakovsky has been a big drop off from Landeskog there. That line is still just rolling with them. So I, yeah, Colorado one perfectly fine. Colorado two in a great spot. Uh, probably nothing from me from the Islanders side. I honestly believe if I were to play anything, it would be the Pajot, Palmieri, and Bellows line. Um, Pajot and Palmieri had, like I said, typically been fine together this year. Bellows, like, he's a shot bot. He's a Luke Cunning or something like that. It's fine. You can leave him off. Um, just not a whole lot I like from the Islanders forwards. It's the Islanders defensemen that I have more interest in in this game. I think Noah Dobson's kind of in that no man's land where he's not going to get a ton of ownership because people will just play 
you know, Taves at 5,100 or Darnell Nurse at 6K or something like that uh, and leave Dobson alone in that two and a half total. And he's a guy that can put up peripheral shots and blocks and score and do all that. So don't mind him as a GPP one-off here tonight, actually. On the Colorado side, like I said, Devin Taves, 5,100. Uh, pretty tough to pass that up. What else do you like? Yeah, I agree with those two. Like, I I think, like, if you want to play Makar, that's fine. He's fine. I just, I'd rather play Taze for the 1,600 savings. I agree with Dobson. I also agree with Bullock. Like, his minutes are up. And he's 4,500 on the top pair now. So, I'm fine with Pulak as a one-off. Like, he'll, you know, he has a chat. He has a shot at a combo. He's like a combo meal type player, you know, if he gets the minutes. So, I'm fine with him as well. Yep, uh, I agree with that. Uh, a little bit earlier, we mentioned the Odd Shopper YouTube channel. Odd Shopper here at Osmo is a free service that we provide. Uh, just go to oddshopper.com, O-D-D-S, shopper.com. Uh, and anybody that sports bets uh, in legal states in America can uh, shop their props, whether it's uh, NBA, uh, uh, we have uh, college basketball up, and we just added uh, NHL uh, prop bets as well. So uh, if you're playing uh, on points bet, FanDuel, MGM, DraftKings, what have you, uh, you can see the best, you can shop for the best bets, for the best props. Uh, and it is very helpful, even if you're not sports betting, it is very helpful uh, for a DFS process to just kind of see where our projections are at, what Vegas thinks, you know, whether, uh, you know, a guy can get there or is likely to get there. Um, so, you know, there are some players that are very uh, worthwhile uh, looking at. We'll talk about uh, Edmonton next, but we actually have a Vander Kane for under three and a half shots as we haven't projected for 3.4. His uh, over under is at 3.5. So the over, uh, you know, pretty close and you're getting plus money on it. So it might not be a bad idea. Uh, we just talked about Zach Wierenski. Uh, we have him as an anytime goal scorer, uh, scoring in about a quarter of his games, uh, if not more. And he's plus 450 over on points bet. So those are the kinds of shopping uh, that you can do over on Odd Shopper to see uh, what the best price is for your prop bet. So head on over to oddshopper.com, see what we have to offer. Uh, once again, we are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo uh, has been our sponsor uh, all season long. And if you're new to DFS, uh, just click the Yahoo link below for first-time users over on Yahoo and get a little bit of free money, uh, $10 in site credit uh, as well. Um, coming up a little bit later, uh, we have that Locks Before Lock show I did mention coming up at 4.30 Eastern with Eric and Ben, and then the deeper dive and live before lock comes up after that um all right we got one more game to get through before we get through that game if you guys in the chat throw us a like uh if you could those likes help us the subscriptions help us even more if you haven't clicked that subscribe button yet please uh do so uh and it'll really help uh keep these shows coming uh on a daily basis all right let's get to that final game josh we have the edmonton oilers with a 2.7 implied goal total they're going into Calgary. The Calgary Flames have a 3.7 implied gold total. Uh, there was some news here. Uh, Calgary changed up their lines. They moved uh, Trevor Lewis to the second line with Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund. Andrew Mangiapane is down on the third line with Tyler Toffoli and Adam Ruzicka. That moves Sean Monaghan and Milan Lucic down to the fourth line. Now, it seems like they're doing this because they're going to put out Coleman, Backlund, and Trevor Lewis against Connor McDavid all game long. Don't know why you couldn't just leave Andrew Mangiapane there, but okay. Um, 
again, this is the spot where a lot of the top end Calgary Flames forwards have been priced down. They're going to come in with a fairly heavy ownership here tonight. On the flip side, you know, Edmonton is Edmonton and they're not coming in very highly owned. I see Connor McDavid under 10% on a five game slate. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, and I, I went and looked up to see if Mangiapane and Adam Rujishka, it's a fun name to say. I probably just said it wrong. Um, had a sample together. They played eight minutes together this season. And in those eight minutes, they've managed a Corsi four percentage of 82%. They've gotten 10 shots on the net. So like with Toffoli there, that could be a spicy third line. That being said, like, I don't know. There's like, I don't know if there's a need for Calgary three tonight. I think, you know, Toffoli is fine because he's on the top power play. Like, I think maybe I'll save that line for like a, a bigger slate that you need salary savings because that could be a pretty spicy third line going forward, kind of a la, you know, Florida three. Now, moving Trevor Lewis up to that second line, I agree with you. They're just going to hem down McDavid tonight. I, I don't know why they needed to move Lewis there, but I don't know. <clears throat> for me, like, that just leaves Calgary one. Um, they're going to be over owned tonight. Because they're very cheap, but again, this is an excellent power play spot. Edmonton's penalty kill has not been great. It's a good five-on-five matchup for Calgary One. So, you want to play Calgary One? Play Calgary One. I'm heavily considering playing Calgary One. Now, there's a couple factors that maybe want, like maybe you can fade. You know, uh, very chalk Calgary One. They play tomorrow against Tampa. So if this game gets out of hand, they'll be playing very low minutes, like not high minutes. On top of that, outside of, um, you know, even if this is a close game, there have been games this season because the Flames are going to make the playoffs where Gaudreau and Kachuk have played like 15, 16 minutes. They, another reason they mix up these lines because it looks like they want to roll four lines. So like it, the top line, it does worry me a little bit. Now at 16-9, sure, if they score two full-line goals, you know, hoorah, like they hit their – but if this line was like 19-something like they should be, like I'd have pretty big concerns. But tonight I think outside of them being on the front end of back-to-back and if it gets out of hand, like, yeah, they're going to rest their guys. I don't have too much concern outside of, you know, them maybe being like 35%. But, you know, at the price with the matchup, it is probably my favorite spot of the night. That being said, if you want to go, you want to get different, you add in it to Foley, you know, you just go Calgary one plus to Foley, you can full on power play stack. There's ways to get different. That third line is interesting to me. Like, I just don't know if you need to do it tonight. Like, Mangiapane to Foley, in theory, should be a good two-man, especially against Edmonton depth. So, like, if you're 150 maxing, you want to get weird, I think that's fine. It's a good way to get different. But for me, it's Calgary one, Calgary power play. Uh, I think Tyler Toffoli is a good one-off. Like he's, we're, we're projecting him for 5.8% tonight, which is fine for a one-off on the top power play against bottom six matchups of the Oilers. On the Oilers side, another very good uh, GPP play. It's a tough matchup. But again, Flames play tomorrow. They might be thinking ahead to playing the Lightning tomorrow. So who knows? Uh, I think I do the same thing I always do with Edmonton. Put in McDavid, put in Drysaddle, put in both, and then build around him with Kane and, and uh, Hyman. And if Bouchard's a game-time decision, if he's out, Nurse becomes automatic power play one. Yeah, I 
The one thing I'll mention about Edmonton is like Calgary has an excellent penalty kill, but they do take a lot of penalties. They're kind of like uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in that sense. And, you know, we saw, I forget what game it was. It was just a couple of games ago, the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, they have this historically great penalty kill, but they take two men in penalties. And I forget who they're playing against, but they allowed two or three power play goals and or penalty power play goals against in that game. So like, if you end up taking four or five penalties against this Edmonton team, they have, there is still enough top end skill here to just absolutely torch it. So, you know, anytime you can get Connor McDavid at like eight, nine, 10% on a five game slate, it has to be heavily, heavily considered. Um, I don't care what the matchup is. And you're going to tell me that, that Calgary just broke up one of the best second lines in hockey to put Trevor Lewis there for this shutdown matchup. Like, I think there are a lot of reasons to at least, you know, consider a McDavid one-off, if not, you know, just play that top line slash power play outright. So I don't mind the McDavid line here in this game, you know, just two man McDavid Hyman. If you want to do that, just one off McDavid, like, you know, we talk about how you don't want to one off a 40% Austin Matthews. You can one off a 9% uh, Connor McDavid. So I do like Edmonton one here. Uh, in this game, you know, in your 20 max, in your 150s, I will be considering them at the very least uh, in my single entry. On the Calgary side, I agree with you on the third line. I like the idea of Mangiapane and Toffoli being a duo together. Um, how Ruzichka kind of figures into that, I'm not sure. Um, but Mangiapane and Toffoli at least look like they, they are guys that could drive high danger chances. Let's just say that. And if that's going to be the case, against an Edmonton third line playing some AHLers there as it is. Like, I think Calgary three makes sense if you're doing like a Toronto one stack or a Colorado power play stack or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. Obviously, Calgary won, you know, arguably the best value on the entire slate. Not a whole lot to say there. Uh, on the blue line, you know, Darnell Nurse for me from the Edmonton side. Um, I assume if Bouchard is out, that CC at the least should get a, a fair bit of ice time. Don't mind him Cal on the Calgary side. There's just nobody that I really want to play. They're starting to spread out the ice time. So unless I'm correlating Anderson with the top power play, no nothing from you from Calgary. I agree. Uh, you know, Hannafin and Shillington, a little too expensive for me. Tanev is fine. But I wish he was under 3K. Yep, I agree with that. All right. We got to get out of here, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies here. My hat trick pick for tonight, Patrice Bergeron and my goalies. Linus Allmark and Jacob Markstrom. If you really want to get spicy, some Elvis Merzlikens. Who do you got? I agree there. I think um, Pavel Francouz is okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I see Spencer Knight right now projected at 26%. Like, that makes me want to play Buffalo a lot more. Um, anyway, uh, my hat trick pick, I'm going to go a little spicy tonight. I'm going to go Corsi HL's boy, Valerie Nishushkin. Oh, I love it. Valerie Natushkin, Patrice Bergeron, Aria Hattrick picks for tonight. We are out of here. Uh, Locks Before Lock, NBA prop betting show coming up in about 90 minutes over on the Odd Shopper YouTube channel. We will be back for a monster 11-game slate, I think we have, tomorrow night. Until then, for producer Mike, for single entry assassin, single entry assassin Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.